Hi, back with another Preps Podcast. It's been a little while. Uh, Kyle Nedenrup here from the Indy Star and uh, joined by our old friend Logan Hunt of the Mick Network. And today we're going to be talking some high school football. Uh, we are closing in on the first week of high school football games, which I think was a, was a, something we didn't know that was going to happen uh, for, for a long period of the summer uh, as we go through this coronavirus uh, together. And, uh, you know, other states have, have shut down football. I think there's 16 states that have uh, gone to a spring uh, model or plan to. Uh, Indiana has, has stayed on course, and uh, there are a number of games on Friday night uh, scheduled to happen. And, and of course, we know, you know talking to these coaches day by day, things could change. But uh, most teams are scheduled to play on Friday night. And, and Logan, I know it's been a long haul. Uh, you know, we were together there at Sectional 10 at Lawrence Central uh, way back in March. And, you know, as the uh, as the world changed and, you know, we, we saw that firsthand five months ago that, uh, you know, basketball regionals got shut down. And then shortly after, all of spring sports did. And, and uh you know and we didn't know i guess for sure what to think about high school football and then you know we, we've seen like i said other states have shut down indiana state on course the uh you know the the commissioners uh bobby cox and paul nightig have said all along that they expect the season to happen uh whether all teams can play or not and uh here we are uh heading into week one on friday and it appears that's going to be the case yeah absolutely and on you know some teams will and some teams won't is you know you have some of your your traditional powerhouses not playing week one and some other schools that are dealing with, with the crisis that's going on and, and with the pandemic but uh, I tell you what I'm excited though for the first week I, I'm glad that these guys will get a chance to get out on the field and that these schools are going to take all the safety precautions seriously to, to, to allow these guys to have a season and I'm hoping that uh, we can enjoy a full season as well that that would end in, in a, a state championship game down at Lucas Oil Stadium. And just to kind of set the scene a little bit, uh, you know, normally the kind of the marquee game of the uh, week one of the season, the last few years anyway, has been Warren Central Center Grove. Uh, that game is not going to happen due to a, a quarantine at Warren Central. Uh, you know, New Pal, the, the two-time defending state champ in, in Class 5A, uh, they have had to, to cancel their game against Decatur Central, uh, or I should say at least at least postpone that game. Could potentially maybe play later in the year if if, if other things would happen, other dominoes would fall. Um, but that game's off the schedule. Uh, I count Carmel is not going to play. They were supposed to play Louisville Trinity. Uh, Trinity unable out of Kentucky to travel beyond uh, bordering. Uh, state the the uh, they could only travel basically across the river if they were coming to Indiana, not all the way up to Carmel. So they they can't play. Uh, you know Hamilton Heights is not playing. The IPS schools are not playing for the first week. Uh, and then Traders Point is not. Also they've they've suspended their athletics, so they're not playing football. All in all, so far I count uh, eleven teams in our area that aren't playing in week one and then others have picked up logan we've, we've seen decatur central uh they moved their game up with center grove to week one they were supposed to play week two so that actually worked out and then decatur central added garen catholic in week two uh garen had a a, a, a cancellation with uh, lafayette central catholic so you know it's sort of a, sort of like pick up football a little bit you know <laughs> these ad's are trying to find you know and i, I you know t- talk to them or text with them and say yeah we're looking for another opponent uh and we got something we think is going to work and and 
you know, it's kind of the the back channels. It's all different than, you know, normally you go into a season knowing who you're going to play week to week, and it's fun to look at, you know, what matchups are coming. You know, this year is going to be different that way. It's just, a, you know, kind of a hodgepodge of, of trying to fit things together, and, you know, your schedule may not look like what you thought it was going to be, but but even still, Logan, without Warren, Carmel, Newpal, uh, those teams playing on Friday night, we thought Center Grove might not be playing. They are now, but uh, even still, it's going to be weird not having those marquee teams uh, uh, playing the first night of the season. Oh, for sure. I mean, you're, we're talking about Carmel and New Pow. You're looking at the defending champs in the highest class. I mean, it's supposed to be the cream of the crop right there, and and uh, not not watching those two teams go at it. You know, the the rich history they have of playing football and playing it well the last couple of years there and the fan base is behind them. So it's going to feel a little bit different. And I, I think we're going to have a lot of that this year of, of give and take and picking up games. And like you said, put it perfectly. It is like kind of playing pickup football here of who's got next, who can play now and, you know, who, whose parents are going to let them out of the house to play. I mean, it's, it's, it's some of that going on. So, um, it, it's gonna it's gonna be interesting. It's something that if we want a football season, you know, we're still gonna have to do it the right way. We're gonna have to stay safe about it and make sure that, that everyone is quarantined when they when they need to. But uh, this is gonna be just kind of part of that new normal for the football season. Uh, where we're hoping that it won't happen a lot. Yeah, I think it'll kind of be a week to week type of type of a deal. And you know, I, I know from talking to, I think more than ever, you know, coaches are, are feeling like. You know, hey, if we can practice today, uh, we're going to make the best of today. And, and if we can play on Friday, we're going to make the best of Friday. And I know some schools, not only in football, but but other sports, are planning on having, you know, senior night events uh, early in the year uh, just because, you know, you, there's the unknown of how long can we go this season. And you hope you can go the whole way, but there's no guarantee, you know, team to team that, that you don't have to shut down. You may have to, you know, it, it could come to pass where – if you have a quarantine during sectional week, I mean that could you know it, 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 that could be the that could be it you know and, and you might have to just lose that game uh, because of because of the virus and having a having a contact tracing and kids being out that week and the, you know that that would be a really tough way to go but if we get that far and, and you've been able to play all your regular season games that's at least something uh, they they can hang their hat on and you know throughout this process I've thought you know what what you know for for the betterment of the kids you know hopefully they have something to look forward to hopefully they have a season uh to look forward to and i always thought if worse comes to worse maybe you can at least practice you know and and if you can't play games you can't play games until a certain time but uh the fact that we're you know going to have some games here i I think people are probably more appreciative of of sports and, and having a chance to play especially looking at what's happening with the big 10 and you know other states like Illinois and Michigan that aren't playing this fall. Uh, I, I think there re- there really is a real appreciation of, of hey, at least we're able to be out there and and, uh, and continue to move on right now. Absolutely, I believe there is, and, and talking to athletes across the board, uh, it seems like a lot more people are more excited for practice. You know, it used right. to be oh, you have to go condition. Now it's oh, I get to go condition. At least I get to meet with my team and my friends and to see the coaches and the coaches are happy to see the players and i agree i think there is there there is a huge appreciation for sports especially because of how abruptly it ended at the end of basketball year and then losing out on some of the spring sports as well that were just you know lost altogether and and some athletes that just lost their senior season i think it really put things in perspective for a lot of the student athletes and a lot of uh the adults involved in it all 
Again, talking with Logan Hunt uh, from the Mick Network as we prepare for week one of the uh, high school football season. And, you know, Logan, talking to you uh, just before we started recording, uh, we're actually going to plan to be at the same game on Friday night. It's uh, Avon at Lawrence North. And uh, Lawrence North, we know, you know, as we kind of take a look at some of the teams to watch this year, uh, they have a lot coming back. And uh, Donovan McCulley, the uh, senior quarterback now, uh, Indiana recruit, is is a name to know. A lot of people know, uh, obviously, by this point. But uh, Omar Cooper, another guy at receiver who's starting to get a lot of uh, recognition, a lot of uh, scholarship offers. And that's a that's a pretty dynamic duo uh, in the MIC. Lawrence North, one of those teams that, you know, they were 4-7 and seven last year, but you know, you look at what they did, and they, they I think you guys did the game where they almost beat Warren Central during the season. Uh, they had some chances to to have a better record than what they ended up with, but you know, it's a team that I always, you know, I'm curious to see how this game goes against an Avon team that's really good, but you know, just looking at that matchup kind of as you get ready for it, uh, what are you kind of looking forward to with that game? Where do you kind of see Lawrence North uh, and what their possibilities are uh, going into this season? Well, when I saw the preseason poll come out and Lawrence North wasn't in the top 10, I, I, was, I thought it was, it was rather bizarre and I was a little taken back by it. I, I didn't quite understand how a team with, you know, a senior quarterback in Donovan McCauley and IU recruit uh, wasn't getting as much love as I thought they, they deserved. I mean, they, they won four games last year, which some people might scoff at, but when you're playing in the mix, it's very tough. And that's, this was a program that didn't have a history of success and really turned it around and got things rolling there at the end. And you mentioned it, probably should have had a couple more. I mean, uh, that Warren Central game went down to the wire with Warren uh, getting kind of a walk-off touchdown at the end, and the Lawrence North Carmel game as well, the, the future champs. I mean, they took they took the state champs all the way to the wire, just losing by a score there. So this is a Lawrence North team that is much better than that record has said for the last couple of seasons. And uh, Coach Mallory really has these guys believing they're going to come into this year I think as one of the top dogs in the mix, I really do. Uh, you mentioned Donovan McCauley and Omar Cooper. I kind of like uh, Armand Hillman out there as a wideout. He's he's a guy that uh, was coming alive for him late in the year. Another name to keep an eye on. You obviously have Larry Harris on the defensive end and Larry Wharton uh, in the secondary kind of treading around. So there's some experience coming back for Lawrence North. Uh, they have some real athletes coming back that can just flat out make plays, and you're going to have to double team. So this is a Wildcat team that I'm expecting to really uh, take hold of the, take hold of the season. I think they're going to uh, really start out strong in the mix. And, and playing Avon, you mentioned Larry Harris, and, and I had a chance actually last year. Uh, Avon and Lawrence North played in a, a scrimmage game uh, in the in the summer. Uh, there was a couple other teams there, um, you know, I, and that was interesting to see those teams go go against each other. But Larry Harris and uh, Blake Fisher, uh, Blake Fisher, the big Avon offensive tackle, uh, left tackle going to Notre Dame. He's he's basically the consensus top recruit uh, in the state uh, at any position. He, he's number one on, on every board, every metric you look at. And uh, I was out there yesterday, actually, at Avon, and, and I told Mark Bless, I was like, did, did uh, Blake grow? <laughs> because he looks he looks even bigger uh, than they did, la- you know, haven't seen him at the end of last year and even in the spring. But uh, just a massive, massive uh, uh, player, and, and he's tenacious. And I think that'll be uh, Harris against Fisher, you know, be one of the better matchups. Harris is committed to Ball State. Uh, I think if there was more recruiting that could go on, he probably would have even more uh, opportunities, but uh, a good get for Ball State. And seeing those two go against each other, that's kind of the matchup within the matchup uh, when you when you look at that game on Friday night. 
Oh, absolutely. It's going to be a battle on the O-line. You know, Avon has, has had a strong O-line for the last couple of years. They really protect uh, Henry Essen back there. And finally, we're to, to his senior year. Uh, the question is going to be, who is he going to throw to? And, and is there going to be a, a Russian attack? And I, I like Sean Gray out yeah. of the backfield for Avon. I think he's a big X factor that uh, some people are are maybe overlooking because of the excellence of Henry Hassan. Yeah, I agree. Uh, Krishan McCray is a great athlete, good basketball player. Uh, just a really, I think he's, he, I think he's on track. You're right on there. I think he's on track to have kind of a breakout season. The uh, junior running back for Avon and an experienced offensive line will only help him in a really good passing game. Uh, Henry Hessen, as we know, one of the best uh, quarterbacks out there, most accurate, and uh, he has some good weapons to throw to this year. So I think, you know, offensively, this looks like a dynamite matchup. I think. You know, Avon and Lawrence North are two teams that probably have an advantage uh, because, you know, there's a lot of teams that, you know, you go into July 6th and you haven't been able to practice and do stuff as a team. Um, you know, that sets you back quite a bit. But Lawrence North and, and Avon, you know, both have experienced offenses. You should be able to pick up and, and kind of uh, take off running with it. And, you know, I think both those teams have an experienced quarterbacks and, and experienced pieces around them. I think both coaches feel good about you know what they're going to be able to do offensively, and uh, hopefully you know hit the ground running and we have a dynamite game on Friday night. Yeah, the question is always defense, right? You know, defense wins the championships, but offense sure makes it entertaining for for us viewers uh, watching some of these guys get up and down the field. And uh, these are two of the most explosive offenses going at it. Week one, the playbook's going to be wide open. And uh, this is going to be a very, very exciting match to watch these two quarterbacks kind of slug it out. Logan, you obviously cover a lot of the Mick. Uh, I do as well. You know, it's 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 a different year because you know we, when you look at the traditional powers, uh, you know Warren Central, Ben Davis are normally among those four. You know, you, you look at those four along with Carmel and Center Grove that that kind of drive the uh, the bus. And uh, but this year, Warren and, and Ben Davis kind of a lot of unknowns between the two of them. And, and Warren, I told Jason West this, I, this is probably, you know, in my 12 years of, of covering, you know, high school football or 13, whatever it is, I think this is probably the least I've known about a Warren team, you know, going into the season. And will probably be the case, you know, we, we're not obviously not going to see him play uh, the first week at least. And, and uh, you know, I, they, I think they have three weeks total on the schedule that they're not scheduled to play as of now. Uh, but then Ben Davis also too, I think, Logan, there, there's a lot of questions there. I saw them play Saturday morning, uh, and, and Jason Simmons had said this earlier, but you know their line has a ways to go. Uh, their skill positions they feel pretty good about, and uh, Dalen Carnell is somebody they can use in uh, multiple ways, offensively and defensively. But you know when I look at that Ben Davis team, and then you'll see that they've got Brownsburg and Avon, you know, right out of the gate. That's a tough way to open. Uh, when you're inexperienced a little bit on the line. So those two teams, Logan, especially, I think there's a lot of question marks about the two of them. No, absolutely. I, I think that is very valid that both of those teams, we always say they reload, and we know that they will. The question is how quickly will they reload, and then when will that youth and that talent you know, get the experience that they need? You know, Ben Davis last year started out uh, very slow in the year and ended up going to, to semi-state as well. Mm-hmm. Uh, we saw that with both Ben Davis and Center Grove last year. I mean, anything can happen uh, in, in, in the state of Indiana and in football here, especially when you know the regular season is just for a conference title as well. So, I mean, it, it it doesn't matter how you start, it's how you finish. And it'll be interesting to see how, how these two teams get it going, especially with, like you said, Warren Central in those first couple weeks. 
uh, having to cancel their games. They're, they're going to have less time on the field, less time in the cleats, and uh, getting after to get that that valuable experience. So I, I agree with you. This is this is a, it's a very strange year, uh, even for different reasons. Just because you're two of the powerhouse teams, you just aren't hearing a lot of noise about them. You aren't hearing as, as much as much around them, and uh, and it, it's just interesting to see how much both teams have lost and, and who is going to reload. We know they will, but the question is who and when will that happen? And another team that I uh, didn't mention there, North Central, uh, they they also had kind of an unusual situation where the school board, you know, voted to, you know, go to virtual learning. And then also within that decision, it shut down uh, the athletic facilities and, you know, thereby the uh, teams couldn't practice for about three weeks. And then they come back, uh, and start practicing here earlier this month, uh, but they lost some valuable time. Uh, that's a team under Kevin O'Shea where you know Zade Vestal will be their starting quarterback this year. He he came in and played well uh, in the tournament game last year. Lost to Warren Central, but came in and kind of gave him a spark. Uh, but that team is really loaded on defense. There's basically nine, uh, about nine and a half starters, as O'Shea put it. Um, you know, coming back on that defense. Uh, the Green brothers and uh, Thomas Brunaugh, and they've got you know some really good players. Theron Johnson, uh, who's going to Northwestern, a lot of experience on the defensive side, and Kevin O'Shea always seems to figure it out on offense. So to me, that's that's you know before we talk about Carmel and Center Grove, North Central seems like kind of a, a sleeper team uh, that that you know they've been really good the last two years, but you know because they you know. Because they have some new pieces on offense, you may not be thinking about them right off. But I think they're going to be a really good team this year. And, and I'm, I'm going to say this: I don't. When are we going to wake up? I guess it feels like we we yeah. have been saying <laughs> North Central as a sleeper team for the last couple of years, and they quietly go out there and win nine games somehow. You know, I right. mean, this is a team that has just gotten tremendously better with Coach O'Shea there, and and have taken the right steps forward. And uh, and like you said, that with that defense being loaded. Um, they have, not only that, they have they have guys that just love to hit. I mean, we, when I watched them play last year, and some of those younger guys that you know are going to be starting this year, bringing back like nine starters. I mean, those guys love to hit. They love to get after it. And that was a stingy defense to get around. So with some more experience on the offensive side, say Coach Kevin Shea always seems to figure it out and put points on the board somehow. Uh, this is going to be a North Central team again that that could quietly find their way in that top four of the mix, kind of battling it out there at the end. Right, now to respect to North Central, they did share the MIC uh, championship last year. So, you know, and, and the year before that, won their first uh, sectional in a long, long time. I think it was 25 years since they'd won a sectional. So, uh, a lot of uh, a lot of good things happening there. New, they have a new, uh, you know, turf field there at, at North Central. So, so some new things happening, a lot of excitement around that program. And also, uh, Kevin O'Shea said the running back, David Smith, lost about 15 pounds of, of weight in the offseason, and, you know, he's feeling faster. And so that he's he's another experienced piece on an offense that will need some uh, experience. But, you know, uh, Logan, you mentioned Carmel earlier, the defending champs. They're off this week. But, you know, that's a team, too, that I think, uh, you know, they're, it's for them the route is more interesting maybe uh, this year having to come through the south, which – People have been clamoring for that for a long time. Hey, make Carmel come to the south with the rest of the MIC teams. Well, uh, here's your chance uh, to knock them off now. They're they're in uh, sectional five with Brownsburg, Avon, and Pike, and 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 Pike also another MIC team that should be very much improved this year. Uh, but this is interesting, Logan, because of the the consolidation of Elkhart. You know, some dominoes fell, and uh, one of them was to 
push uh, Zionsville back to 5A for a year at least and Carmel to the south. So uh, interesting route that the Greyhounds will take this year as the defending champs uh, going go a different way in the bracket. And of course, we're saying all this assuming we we all get to the uh, get to the bracket, uh, of course. But uh, but I think that's one of the most interesting storylines of uh, of this season. Absolutely, and I think uh, some teams better be careful what what you wish for. Right I mean, now, now Carmel is here, and they're again as good as they've ever been. Uh, coming back, defending state champs, they're a team that you have to be on the lookout for. They're bringing back some big pieces as well on the defensive side and offensive side. Very experienced squad that just knows how to get it done. And uh, this was an instance where I think uh, a lot of people were maybe asking for some more teams to go north rather than to bring Carmel down south. <laughs> right. But but still, nonetheless, uh, it, it's going to be absolutely loaded. I think it's going to ramp up that kind of north-central Carmel rivalry as well for the north side. And uh, I, I, think, I think the Greyhounds, once again, uh, maybe are, are overshadowed a bit uh, because of, of, of what Center Grove is looking like on paper, obviously, and for good reason. But uh, the Greyhounds are still the defending state champs, and, and they always find a way to get there and play their best ball come November. So I, I think there's plenty of experience on the defensive side of the ball that Carmel's going to get this thing rolling. Yeah, I'm really looking forward to that. Maybe more than you know, seeing a Carmel Brownsburg or Carmel Avon, you know, sectional game. That that'll be exciting. Uh, those those uh, HCC teams, Brownsburg and Avon, probably been the best in that conference. You know, here the last few years, uh, at least consistently good. Uh, so that'll be that'll be fun to watch. And also, uh, you know, we've kind of waited to talk about Center Grove, but to me, that's hands down probably the the best team. I had a chance to see him play Friday night in the scrimmage, and you know it's just a scrimmage, and there was a lot of uh, JV action. There wasn't a ton of of you know first you know first units uh, playing in that in that scrimmage, but there was enough to see. You know that defense is really really good with you know Caden Curry and Austin Booker and uh, you know Jackson Shot in the uh, in the defensive backfield returned interception for a touchdown, and you know and then the offense is, is similarly loaded. You know, Carson Steele's back to 100%. Daniel Weems rushed for, you know, 1,200-something yards last year uh, in his place. So, you know, you got two two really good running backs, you know, good offensive line as always. And uh, then Taven Jackson, you know, makes you totally different. Uh, and we saw what he could do in the state championship last year. So, you know, to me, there's really not, you know, not a weakness on that team. And, you know, with with what they can do passing and running now, uh, and that's a team too. You know, we say it every year, but they're much better in November than they are in August. So, yeah, that's a scary thought. And to me, that's that looks like you know the team to beat. You know, all respect to Carmel as the defending champs, but uh, Center Grove just has a lot, a lot coming back, and, and then they look really good already. Well, they, and absolutely, they, this was a team that everyone ha- has seen coming for the last couple years. It's well, wait, wait for these young guys to get to get a little older, get more experience, get some more muscle on them. At Center Grove, you know that they're going to be good with, with that, that sophomore class a couple years that were coming through. And now with Carson Steele, like you said, 100% healthy, some more guys added into the mix. Taven Jackson going out of the shotgun. We finally saw it last year as well. It gave Center Grove a whole new dynamic, uh, spreading things out. I mean, that, it just it, it's a whole different ball game now for the Trojans, and, and they can hit you from any different direction at any point. And that's just on the offensive side of the ball. Defensively, you mentioned Caden Curry and Austin Booker on that front line are as good as anybody 
I mean, they could go two on five with some offensive lines, I believe, and take them. I mean, those guys yeah. are are absolutely monsters out there, and and that's the reason they're you know getting some big time looks. But Center Grove on on paper just looks fantastic. You got to see him in the scrimmage. I've uh, seen him at the end of the year. I expect a lot of that to carry over for a lot of Trojan pride to to happen this year uh, for Center Grove. I think that that is one hundred percent. Uh, the top team, and, and that's why they're number one in the preseason poll, and I think number one in many people's eyes. Yeah, it'll be interesting how they, you know, how, how they operate offensively, just to see how much, you know, they they open it up. Uh, Taven Jackson said after the scrimmage on Friday that there's going to be a little bit more quarterback run game uh, in their offense this year, so that'll be fun to see. Uh, they didn't really unveil that too much in the scrimmage, you know. Why would you? I mean, there's no reason to. But uh, so I, I think that'll be something to watch for. Uh, I, it's just a really fun team, I think, to uh, you know to see how it all comes together. I'm glad they get to play on Friday against Decatur Central, and Decatur, you know, has been one of those teams. They were supposed to play them in week two. Uh, and I doubt Decatur loves the idea of playing them right off the bat, but you know they were supposed to play New Pal anyway, so you know why not? Why not jump right into it? But Decatur's got they've got some good talent on that team. Uh, Kyle Enright's done a great job building that program, so uh, that should be a fun game. Decatur's got good athletes. I, I don't know that they've got the you know the the uh, depth of a team like Center Grove does at the six A level, but. Uh, I think it'll be a good early test, and uh, you know I'm curious to. I won't be there, but looking forward to watching that game back on uh, replay when I get a chance over the weekend. Absolutely, it'll be telling for both squads. And and another another kind of side note for Center Grove, a guy gets overlooked: the kicker, Austin yep. Watson, senior yep. kicker, was huge for him down the stretch last year. Have a senior reliable kicker. I tell you what, that that's something that many high school coaches would love to have. Center Grove has had some great kickers over the years, and that's made a huge difference in you know even in championship games where they've had it, given them a chance. Carmel's the same way, you know, had had great kicking game uh, that is, that has played a big factor uh, into their success. So uh, that'll be fun to see what happens uh, that that first night with Center Grove, just to to get an idea of what they look like. Uh, Logan, you mentioned mentioned also uh, you know, you mentioned earlier Zionsville moving to five A. Uh, one of the teams in that conference that, that they're in, the HCC with Westfield, I had a chance to see them play uh, Saturday morning against Ben Davis. And I'll tell you, if I had a chance to do it over uh, with our top ten, I probably would have snuck them in there somewhere because Westfield, uh, under Jake Gilbert, very experienced team. And when you look at it, you talk about Carmel going south. Westfield is up there in the north now. And I think, I'm not sure if they're not the favorite to go to maybe go all the way in uh, on the north side of that bracket. They have good experience at, on offense and defense. Uh, they're breaking in a you know, quarterback position. They've got three guys they like, uh, so, so they could go any which way there. But, you know, experience defense. Popeye Williams is a, is a big time prospect on the, uh, de- he's defensive end or outside linebacker, uh, depending on where they want to put him. But, uh, I tell you, that's a you know a well-coached team, and they're in a sectional with uh, Fishers and and HSC and Noblesville. All three of those schools have new coaches, so you figure from a from that standpoint, they should be ahead anyway. You know, just as far as the uh, you know the consistency factor. So, yeah, that's kind of a sneaky pick, I think, now to uh, you know maybe make a run all the way to uh, Lucas Oil Stadium. No, and I'm glad you I'm glad you brought them up because the question has been, well, who, well, who is going to come from the north? Are we going to see a Fort Wayne school? Are we going to see Penn? Are we going to see Valpo? I mean, who 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 is it that that could that could come through from the north side? And uh, with all the question marks surrounding Fishers and Hamilton Southeastern both going with different coaches, and now Noblesville as well, 
Uh, Westfield, I, I agree with you there, team. I wanted to talk about that. I, I believe uh, absolutely is the team to beat out of that sectional. I think they're going to get even better within their conference. Uh, it's a team that we've seen grow over the last couple of years, uh, not just in size but in talent as well. Uh, it's a team that, that has kind of been on our radar. and You know, they were uh, coming right around the corner. The question is, uh, can they can they formulate that into their record, into their results? Can can it actually be the year that they're going to really make that turn and, and, and get some some big time wins this year? Yeah, they'll be a team to watch for sure. And and you know, not HSC and Fisher still have talent as well. Uh, I think they'll be they'll be uh, itching to get their chance. I mean, everybody everybody on that north side, you know, without Carmel being there, you know, maybe thinking this could be our year to to get through. Uh, you know, New Pal, we mentioned, uh, Logan, they're, they're going to look a little different. Obviously, they're not playing the first week uh, because of the quarantine situation. But, you know, in that, uh, you know, in that Class 5A, you know, they're the two-time defending champs. Uh, but Cathedral, you know, I know Bill Peebles has talked about, hey, we're, we, we feel like, you know, this is probably the most talented team, uh, not only that he's had there, but he's had anywhere in his coaching career. So that says a lot, I think, about, you know, the talent that Cathedral has and, and for for about three quarters last year, they went head to head with New Pal and, and played really well against them, and uh, you know so I think that I think that Cathedral team uh, they're in the same section with Decatur Central, and, and uh, you know that'll be tough tough to knock them out. But I think Cathedral right there along with uh, New Pal, one of those top teams in five A as a potential state champ, championship contender. No, absolutely. I mean, any any time you see Cathedral on your schedule, you know you're going to get a great game. And uh, it was a team that, that had plenty of talent last year, and this year I expected the same thing out of them. And, and watching kind of the rivalry grow between New Pal, Decatur Central, Cathedral, kind of in the mix and all in the same area and, and facing each other before the state finals. Uh, and there's been there's been a lot of a lot of interesting matchups that that have happened there, and, and so far New Pal has come out on top of the majority of those. But uh, nonetheless, if there's Ever, like we try to say, a team to beat. Who who could knock off the champs? Cathedral as good a shot as anyone. And kind of looking down, you know, uh, Bishop Chatar. They open with Burbuff Jesuit on uh, Friday night. That's the uh, defending champ in Class Three A. Chatard is. Uh, I heard that they uh, had a, had their way with HSE uh, in a lot of ways in the scrimmage on Friday. So Chatard, obviously, they lost a, a really good senior class, but but also had a good junior class. So Rob Doyle, they're excited about their chances. I know. Uh, to to make a run again at Chittard this year, uh, and then uh, you know Class Two A Western Boone back to back defending state champions, uh, kind of the similar. They lost a really good senior class, but bring back a lot of juniors who who played well for them last year. So you know don't sleep on the stars. Justin Pelly's still the coach there, and obviously they know how to get it done, uh, having done it the last two years. And then you know Class Four A Logan. Uh, I'm curious to see what it looks like with Mount Vernon this year. Uh, can they close the gap on New Pal? We know Mike Kirshner has been building uh, something good there at Mount Vernon, and you know we saw what he could do at Ben Davis, obviously with his time there. Uh, this, I, I'm just you know kind of throwing out there. Do, do you feel like Mount Vernon maybe has a chance to uh, to make a run and, and maybe beat New Pal this year? Um, <laughs> make a run and beat New and then beating New Pal are very different things, Kyle. <laughs> um, but but. I do agree that, that Mount Vernon has a chance to make a run, and, and if anyone in the local area can give New Pal a run for their money, I said they're, they're, they can throw their name in the hat as well. Uh, we've seen that, that they have just gotten progressively better, and uh, their New Pal game was kind of the only game that, that gave them a lot of trouble. So 
Uh, this should be a turning point year for them and for Coach Gershner getting some of those guys through the, through his system for a couple of years now, and we're anticipating it to, to heed better results. But obviously, with everything going on and not getting as much time to practice, it could it, it could not. So I, I think I think Mount Vernon is a team though to keep your eye on because uh, once they get rolling, it's hard to stop. And they were a team that that made tremendous strides last season, especially towards the end of the year, and and, and really did push New Pal. But in terms of Maybe getting over the edge and beating them. Um, I'm not going to hang my hat on that one. Well, not when New Pals won. <laughs> New Pals won 63 uh, regular season games in a row. So, so it's gonna it's easier said than done at this point. Mount Vernon was 11 and three last year. And, uh, you know, what was a team that, you know, seemed to get better and better as the year went on? And they don't have to deal with New Pal in the tournament because New Pal's 5A and uh, Mount Vernon's 4A. But, you know, we've seen throughout the years that 4A class has been wide open, uh, especially in the area. We've seen Mooresville and, and, uh, and Mount Vernon. Pendleton Heights has made great strides. Greenwood a couple of years ago had a really nice run. Uh, Ron Colley, I think this year will be a team that's much, much better. Uh, so that that 4A is always interesting to me just because there seem to be new – it seems to be so balanced and there's a lot of new uh, teams who kind of rise up every year. But uh, just from the standpoint of what we might see on Friday night, uh, Logan, this is going to be a year like you know we, we haven't seen before. Uh, crowds will be socially distanced. You know, uh, Players will be spread out from 10-yard line to 10-yard line on the sidelines. Uh, just you know, kind of what do you what do you expect to see on Friday? How do you think it'll feel? Will it feel like a normal uh, Friday night football game, or or you know what what do you kind of expect from a, a just kind of an ambiance and an atmosphere standpoint? Uh, I'm expecting it to to feel much different. Uh, it's it's going to feel very different. I think just with the the size of the crowds that are going to be there, and obviously the mask and and everything else, and seeing the players you know socially distanced on the sideline as well. Uh, and maybe not celebrate in the same ways as you always would see. Um, it is, I think, I think it is going to be a different feel. But there's one thing that never changes, and that's just the the, the weather of Indiana football and how it gets to a certain degree. The sun starts setting a little bit on on, on the field, and that's when it starts feeling like football is back. You get that smell in the air of, of maybe some burgers grilling out and. And, uh, and seeing the band out there, there's there's certain things like that 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 just gets you into it. But it is going to be just different with uh, less people in the stands and seeing out on the field players more distant from each other. That is going to just have a different feel to it. Yeah, it will. It definitely will. And you know, I'm I'm uh, you know, no matter where you come down on you know, should they be or shouldn't they be playing. Uh, I know from the kids' standpoint that that you know it's it's from a mental health standpoint it's 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 good for them to be able to have some routine and if that means being able to play a game on Friday night then you know even better uh, if you can do it and you know we've got to rely on the medical people to you know to kind of tell us what we what what's right and what's wrong and uh, you know that's kind of where uh, you know you're you're kind of just you're you're relying on that information to to be uh disseminated by the by the right people and you know if we can play football that's that's great if we can't then you know we have to adjust to that but uh as we head into this week one of high school football you know just wish everybody the best and and stay safe and be smart and and you know maybe that means we'll have more football and more fall sports you know as we continue uh, and uh you know i guess that's where you know we we just have to be smart and and mask up and 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 don't party when you're not supposed to be partying and all those sorts of things. But, uh, Logan, look forward to seeing you on Friday night out at uh, Lawrence North. Uh, what's the Mick Network got in store for, for this week and beyond? 
this is going to be it's going to be a lot of fun here for for the Mick Network covering Lawrence North and Avon, and, and then we'll be looking at covering uh, some Pike games as well coming up. Uh, we'll have Center Grove and and Warren Central. Don't forget the Battle of Lawrence Township in Week Three with Lawrence North and Lawrence Central. That's going to be a fun matchup, and keep your eye out on, on the social media platforms for the Mick Network. Have a new series called uh, Miked Up, where our own Josh A. and talked to Carson Steele on Instagram Live and, and got just some more details on Center Grove and Carson Steele as an individual and what, what his plans are and what his goals were for the season. So it's a fun series that we're, that we're planning this year. Well, great talking with you, Logan, and I'll see you on Friday night. Thanks for coming on the Preps Podcast with me. Yes, thank you very much, Kyle.